now dumb for having listened. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 37. It's the, it's not all that bad, folks, episode of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who've known each other for 30-odd years, who get together most days uh, in the Melbourne CBD to talk about everything Essendon Football Club. With me is my friend Scotty. Hello, everyone, and... I was really hoping to do the over-the-top arrogant show today. Oh, the lid off, <laughs> yelling from the other room, we were going to be that happy. And, you know, halfway through the third quarter, I thought, oh, this is, oh. this this, uh, this could be it. <laughs> you know, it's bad. No, uh, we had a bit of bad luck with the injuries and a few, and a few just big moments in the game, which we'll talk about. You're going to, yeah, you were going to, we were just talking earlier in the, in, before the podcast, and you're actually going to break down a little bit, um of an emotionless uh, review just to take a, a bit of the emotion out and have a look at some of the statistics of key players and how that affected the outcome. Yeah. So look, I'll go straight into it. The... I guess you can do it now. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about the game. So, yeah, cool. so obviously I'm really glad, like me and Grant spoke together and said, do we do a podcast straight after the game? And we just didn't feel like we were in the right Oh. We don't like losing to Collingwood. No, it's just it's very difficult to get words out of me or Scott after a game like that, especially and was, against Collingwood. And look, there wasn't a lot. There was a lot of emotion because one, we lost the game, but even the whole umpiring debate, we um, we were just a little bit filthy, and <laughs> and obviously the club is too now. Uh, so we just weren't in the right mindset to do the podcast even though we kind of set out to do it so yeah. i'm kind of glad it's, we've just taken a couple of days yeah you made some really good points before the podcast i think points that would have been absolutely lost yes. if we had to come in here with faces <laughs> like thunder going yeah welcome back to the on catch up podcast i don't yeah. think that would have worked no so look here's here's how i see the essendon collingwood game we obviously got jumped early, and, and like the um, previous North Melbourne game, we had a lot of resilience and and, and came back and, and started to... That was really pleasing for yeah. me. So that's happened two weeks in a row, and we started to get on top of Collingwood, which uh, is was a huge effort, and the midfield was working quite well. Um, our setup was quite good. Um, our structures were all good. So things were going great, and... Suddenly in this third quarter, Stringer gets a knock, Myers gets a knock, our Bell Chambers gets a knock, and they're all struggling. And look, but that wasn't exactly obvious to everybody. Was no, it? no, That's none of thing. us knew that at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then, look after the game, you can see when you look at the amount of percentage of game time, you can see Heppel's had to go over ninety percent. Uh, Zach Merritt's got close to ninety percent of the game had to play. Um, because Myers could only play 69%, Stringers could only play 70-odd, 74%. And what's happened there, um, and even Bell Chambers had to go to the bench for an extended period and, and see Grundy sort of dominate for a short period. And that's all it takes too. And that's all it took. Yeah. That's, that was the whole game because what had happened is Heppel, um, uh, Smith and Zach Merritt had to play so much of that third quarter because of those injuries that by the time it came to the last, they were spent. Uh, and every right to be spent because they, they've played... 90 minutes yeah, or 90 percent. They've played on an average about 15% more than the Collingwood midfielders, I worked yeah. out. And, and, that, and that's... 
that's why you hear those stories about rotations and why there's such a big focus on rotations and the AFL is going to limit rotations and all this sort of stuff. It's I, I I gave probably a small amount of credence to rotations and that sort of stuff, yeah. but I swear when you've got especially in your midfield with Jakey and Myers getting knocks that that just didn't allow them to play like Jakey and Myers. Yeah. Um, the 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 rotations or their inability to um to continue to run because of that yeah. those rotations they talk about become yeah. really important. And Ambrose leaving the game. I mean in he's only played 24 sort of minutes and he's, and he's key. He's yeah. a key position defender. Yeah. He's an he's an exceptional runner and so we've had to we've got one less rotation. Then we have the three injuries. So the more I looked at the game. Oh, and the other, the, the 19th player that Collingwood had? Oh, yeah. yeah on we're... the field? Yeah. yeah You've got to add that as well. Uh, so, look, when you when you look at the game, you actually go, you know what? We've actually done very well. We, uh, we turned up on a big game. Yep. Uh, when we had our players out there running okay, even with Ambrose out early, we were up at three-quarter time. We really had moments to actually get a, a, a better lead mm-hmm. at three-quarter time. There's... There's a couple of pivotal pivotal moments. I actually found a really pivotal moment when McKernan, um, he had a mark, or what I'll say, a 12-meter kick yeah. <laughs> uh, mark that the Collingwood guys didn't like. And that's probably the only probably decision that Collingwood were... Justified were, in. Justified in being a bit angry with because it did obviously look like McKernan played on as well. Yeah. But... They were so angry. I mean, I said to you while watching it, sort of, oh, this is now an important goal because I just naturally thought he would kick it because it was only 20 metres out. Yep. But this is a really important goal. Well, seven points up. This will get us to 13 points and it almost would make the Collingwood guys dispirited. The handy but, point. Yeah. So, um, no, well, if we kick that goal, we go, yeah, we go 13 up the handy point. But, but they look like they were so angry at that decision. It might have been dispiriting to them. And I thought, that he's really shanked the kick. Collingwood's grabbed the ball, gone down the length of the field. Yep. As we all know, kicks a goal, and suddenly we're looking at a one or two point game, yeah. and we're not thirteen points up. And we don't have the fresh legs. Well, not that no. The, no, no, none of the legs are fresh on the bench when you when you're playing in AFL for four quarters. But you you don't have when they've got the momentum yep. and they have that extra step. Um, on us, you don't have the ability for for Heppel and Stringer yeah. to have that fifteen percent that they need yeah. left over because they've already expended it. And, and look, the other pivotal moment involves McKernan as well, and that's when he's actually lining up forty yards out, and for some reason takes more than thirty seconds on the shot clock. It, <sighs> it, it's, it's forced him to go to over to Devin but Smith, who's I, man. Yeah. The umpire, why? Why all of a sudden is that a thing now? Like, the other thing I don't mind from the AFL is that you have 30 seconds. They give you 30 seconds, right? Yeah. They give you 30 seconds. You should be able to spend 29 seconds doing star jumps I, if you want. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to watch it back, but there's not really been much complaint from Essendon. I think he what he did was drop the ball down, pulled up his socks. I think he I think he forgot yeah, the but shot. Wow. But, man, I... but it's again, Costas is another goal. And then when you look at the... Which I still unimpressed about the Goddard hold automatic 50 meter penalty oh, rule which is what they call the Ablett rule which came in a couple of years ago and hasn't been paid since yep it's just big moments like that's a big moment in the yeah. game it's the game's on a knife edge 
So we, it was just one of those frustrating games where big moments just didn't go and our way. Devon putting on the world's most picture-perfect um, restrictive tackle. tackle. He, he grabbed one arm so we couldn't get rid of it. He slung the bloke to the ground and the bloke hung onto the ball. If he was that worried about his head, he had another free arm that he could have dropped the ball and, and braced himself with. That's just a tackle that should be rewarded because it was perfect. Yeah. And he, that gets paid against you. Man, I... The last thing I'll, I'll say this now on the umpires because I'm about to burst. Um, yeah. I don't complain about the umpires. I don't usually do it because it's a complete waste of time. You can complain all you like. No umpire ever is going to change their decision because somebody complains about it. Yeah. They're never going to go. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Sorry, that was quite crap. Yeah, no, no, no. The umpire's decision is final. Wusher did what Wusher's did today. Went and spoke to the AFL, but we got murdered in that yeah. game absolutely yeah. murdered not because of we gave away a lot of freeze that was fine I saw them we gave away a lot of freeze but it was the freeze that we didn't get yeah. the dropping of the balls the, the that sort oh, of stuff there's two tackles where we've actually done you know tackled them they've done a 360 and actually flew the ball out with a throw I, uh, it's just and it's like what that is, is going so on obvious man like the, I mean I know BT and Jason Dunstall and those guys complain that the art of goal kicking hasn't improved um, yep. And Sammy Newman, the guard, the art of goal kicking hasn't improved over the years, and and that's annoying and stuff. I, I swear the the umpiring in the AFL, they still fall for these obvious ones that everybody can see. Yeah, but they don't pay them, and I don't I don't get it. So that's my rant over with regards to the umpires. I don't think anybody else should sort of sort of rant as, as you've have your little rant. Finish it off, and then we'll move yeah. on to next week's game. But man, we got killed in that game. Yeah, look, it's it was such a big game. It really was a final for us, so that's the frustration. But look, overall, even if we did win that game, let's face it, we were still fifty fifty to make the finals. Yeah, and, and even then, you never really thought we we're going to trouble the top four. No. And that's why I like your the heading of this podcast, and that it's not all bad, folks. It's no. not all bad, guys. This is this is we played really good against a good side. What we wanted seven weeks ago when we made our little statement. no 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 when we when <laughs> when Scott walked it's our, into a it's our podcast uh, yeah that is true when we walked into a, a darkened room Scotty walked into a darkened room and uh, yeah and just almost bloody we wanted was yeah. so sad that he cried but we we wanted consistency we wanted our structures right yep. we wanted effort that's been now seven weeks in a row so. They're, they're, the, they're the losses you take because Collingwood had a lot of luck. Um, mm. I still felt like most of the game we were the better side. We wanted it more. I'm happy with that. So like, am I, man. So I, am I. Honestly, I don't like losing. Trust me, everyone. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why it took us two days to do this podcast. Exactly but right. I'm happy with the side and how it's traveling. Yep. Because there's so I think many positives. should be. Yeah, there's so many positives happening at the club. I really do feel like a midfield is, is getting better and better. Um, I, I totally ignore what happened in the last quarter because it is what it is. Like what we said, we saw the injuries. I, I was a little bit annoyed with the over. Pendlebury and all them. Oh, they the leaders stood up and you know oh, when, all, when the game had to be won. No, nobody just, like that's crazy. Our midfield got injured like, exactly. So right. yeah, our, mid- our, our Rackland couldn't jump anymore. So the Grundy just basically said, "Here, have the ball." Exactly. So right. let's 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 be real. Uh, but look, there's so many positives. Devin Smith again, um, thirteen tackles, again. thirty-one possessions. Um, he is the ever ever ready bunny. That guy, I oh. swear. Every single week, he's he's nudging thirty possessions if he doesn't get there, and he's in double figures in tackles. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was just huge. And I actually thought Zach Merritt was just... His disposal just looks it's so much elite. better than anyone else. He's elite. <laughs> His vision. I said to you, yeah. remember that there was a kick, I forget which quarter it was, and it was the third quarter or something. Yeah, the one, yeah, I don't where, know. Where he's, he's just screwed it back into the middle of the field again and gained 30, 40 metres worth of um, ground yeah. on the kick as well. And I just I thought, look at all of the players. If you tried to picture yourself where he was standing on a footy field, he would have had to have looked through, and he's a midget, so he can't see over yeah. the top of people, he would have had to have looked through maybe 10 players yep. to see the guy at the other end of those 10 players and then proceed under pressure to yeah. plant it down his throat when the obvious kick is down the line and the easy kick yeah. is down the line. Mate, he's elite. I thought... Uh, I won't give him too much credit because it'll be, just make us vomit. But I thought Buckley coached... Uh, particularly well with Sada McKenna because what he did was yeah. was have Stevenson uh, and uh, Dugowie and a few other guys and I, and he deliberately made them play very deep. So Sard and McKenna had to play really deep back, and and it, what it did was sort of that negate the run through the middle. Yep, they they really just had to mind their opponents. Yeah, uh, and that's clever coaching. All credit to him. So that that's something we will learn from as a. You know, Wusher will learn from as a club to go. What happens in in that circumstance? Yeah. Um, but look, overall, really happy. Uh, look, there's some guys that need to pick up their form, and, and I've got to pick up. I've got to. Before we before we know. get to the pick up the form ones, yeah. Jakey Long. I thought I thought Jakey Long was actually half decent, um, despite people teeing off on him for two. <laughs> yeah, he got he got run down on two plays, but but. I'm not worried about that at all. No, neither am I. <laughs> like, that's his fourth ever senior game. Like, and the I first like, in two years or something. I, I sometimes feel like we totally forget what it's like to have a step up to seniors. And, but everybody the wants to is, think... That's yeah. the thing. Everybody wants to think what it was. Remember remember when you came from primary school yeah. and you're in grade six and then you went to high school and you saw the year 11, year 12 blokes get running around, guys and girls running around, you thinking... Look at the size of those blokes. How am I ever going to compete with those blokes? He's taking a massive step from the reserves to the seniors. And he looked at home. He looked comfy. He looked like he's got a little touch of something about him. 18 possessions on your on your debut, none too shabby whatsoever. Yeah. He will have learnt from those two rundowns and will get rid of the ball quicker. That's simple. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're, they're the things you learn very quickly. You learn to, you learn space and awareness yeah. very quickly. You go, okay, the speeds, the closing speed is gonna is gonna Every, happen. Everybody needs to remember that. Um, and look, and also our guys need to talk to him too. Even in that instance when he is running yeah, away, that is say, true. you're hot. You know, yeah. just communication as well. But. They're, 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 that's just basic learning in your fourth game. He hasn't played a senior game since 2016. Everybody so he, needs to remember, Joe Botson I'm not fussed, averaged yeah. like eight <laughs> possessions a game for his first 20 games of AFL, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. no, no, no. Jakey loved it. Loved the fact that we've blooded another player. Loved the fact yeah, that his so last name is long. It's like I, I, th- I tweeted out, that's, that's our 38th player we've tried yep. this year. Ah, mate, uh, so I like it. So it's, we can't really complain that we're not playing as many people. And, it does... Do a whole argument of why broach the subject of I would like a thirty ninth player of a certain number ten. Yeah, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to ask you a question, Grant. With Waller's game, how do you see Waller's game? Because there's two parts to this, and I asked Robert Shaw. 
There's the part where his pressure was enormous. Yeah. But then there's a secondary part where he was asked to play quite a bit of midfield time to help out, and he's only had eight eight disposals. Look, you are 100% right. Like, eight disposals. um, How many tackles? Can you see that? I can't see. I haven't got my glasses on. Six tackles, right? Eight possessions, six tackles. Now, again, we love Waller, and I I reckon if we looked at last week's game, he got... And it's 18 not, or something, yeah. didn't and, and look, I'll acknowledge, it's not always tackles. Sometimes it's just perceived pressure. Absolutely. Closing I'm down. Like, yeah, yeah. Waller's like a mini Cyril. When His he, pressure was enormous. But if you are going to play him in the midfield, he has to get another 10 possessions at least. Yeah, I agree. As a minimum. He's got to actually help out the midfielder. Be a midfielder. Yeah. Because the reason I say that, because Devin Smith has 13 tackles, the same amount of pressure, if not more, mm-hmm. and he gets the ball 31 times. So that's... That's Waller's next evolution. If he does want to be a midfielder, yeah. you actually have to find the ball to help out our Agreed. team. Yep. Um, not a big knock because his effort was brilliant. So that's just more an education piece. Yeah, um, absolutely. Look, Kolya obviously needs to find some touch. He's come from a, a very long way back. Nine disposals. Really didn't have a, a presence at all. He's actually only he hasn't even had a tackle, so so he's really got it. Yeah, that, I mean that that wasn't good. That he he looked way off it to me. Yeah, like so. I think with injuries he'll stay in the side, uh, and I'll just hope that his form builds up. He is a bit of a confidence player. Yep. There's a few un un uh, uh, I guess unheralded players. I actually thought Mitch Brown had a really good game. Presented. Mitch Brown's had a good three games yeah, in a row. Kicked three goals, presented really hard. Yep. Um, so I I thought he surprised me because I didn't overly rate him, and I'll be very that's no, me being you, Brown. You've said that forever, but he is presenting really well. Like he, I've been really proud of him. Um, so good. Like first, like Gwolfi, by the way, is just a little bit going through. Uh, a more rookie. Oh, see, yeah. no, I've got, I've got a different thought on the Guelph, right? Um, are we playing him the way he should be played, like through the midfield? Because we're not I don't really, think they, not really I don't playing think they him. See him as one. They're, they're playing him sometimes half back to help out, sometimes he, half forward. To... Is he slightly taller than most Guelph? Is he a bit taller? Because I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think so. And, but... I see him on high half forwards, and I see him on high half backs, and and that sort of yeah. stuff. And he's mate, every time he touches the ball, he. He doesn't make bad decisions. But... Oh no, he's he's a very good player. Absolutely, I think but... I think he's got the he's probably got a little bit of the parish victim of of we're just placing him in all these different areas during the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's... he's not getting a cohesive and that's my spot point. to nail. And again, you look yeah. at um, this is I mean you've you've spoken to on your Facebook page to Darcy's mum and. Um, she loves the the fact that, and he loves the fact when he gets to play in one spot. When and, yeah, when he plays the VFL, he plays. Well, last week's game, he plays the position he wants to play. Midfield, thirty nine sh- possessions, he, yeah, man, and he shines. So um, thirty nine possessions. Well, he's probably 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 a little bit at that, and you know. But that's modern yeah. AFL football. Yeah, modern AFL football. They want you have to have the ability to play multiple positions. Yeah. So that's why they're probably moving him around. How about um? How about we go to a break? Yeah. Um, and then we can uh, come back. We'll go have a bit more of a chat on the uh, on the rest of the players. Um, and then we can uh, yeah delve into a bit more. This is LCUP Melbourne. Keeping retro 
Run DMC Alive. I love it. <laughs> now, Scotty, who else have we got to talk about? Okay, let's bring up our number one draft pick from last year, which I reckon that... You've made a big call on this, haven't you? That was his best game for the club and, and nice. in the grass. That's that was. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, he was taking the game on, running through the lines, looking to attack and score as well, which is a, a new thing for him. Yep. So I was wrapped with his game. He was very close to a vote. Uh, I would have almost given him one. Yeah. Well, some gave him a vote, so I totally agree. Uh, I just thought Zach Merritt and Dyson was probably just too big. Yeah. The thirty odd touches yeah. really does put him over the top. But yeah, and look. Uh, so all credit to Andy McGar. Uh I thought Heppel his first three oh, quarters <laughs> he was bleeding he copped he everything. literally was bleeding for the club that man is he looked buggered in the last quarter yeah. so uh, look uh, I just so appreciate how he's pretty much carrying the club on its shoulders so he's been enormous as a captain and well what more can you on ask? and off the field really. yeah, yeah so he's been fantastic so that's kind of a little bit of a wrap up. I'm very happy with how the club's going. Look, we obviously have Stringer out for a month now and Ambrose Where, out for the year. Where's the lid? Where is the lid at the moment? We said the lid was <laughs> going to be off. It was going to be thrown across the room. It feels like a 2019 lid all of a sudden where we're sn- doing a sneak peek inside. Yeah, look, I think... has <laughs> a, I think, has a when, little glow to it inside. It but, does, yeah. You can see a little bit of light on the inside. It's like, you know when you, you buy a... a a two-liter tub of Streets Napolitana or something like that, yep. and they've got that really annoying thing that you have the bit of plastic that you have to pull off before you can lift the lid. And you've, you, I feel like we're through the little bit annoying bit of plastic, mm-hmm. and we're we're just peak, we're just opening the edge of the ice cream, yep. and we can see the chocolate and a little bit of strawberry <laughs> in there as well, which no one wants. I reckon the lid is almost coming off. I reckon. Everybody needs to be extremely excited about our next um, month of football because we've got two games in a row coming up that we could absolutely win and win well. Um, Shaw and you were sitting as saying before, Jakey um, being out is a real bummer for us. It really yeah, is. It is a big out. That's a big out. Um, and Paddy Ambrose as well. Paddy's mm. man. He's he's tried hard for the club, and he's injured again for the rest of the year. Yeah, we're, we're kind of really calling on the VFL team guys now to to start really to step up to step time. up so very interesting because selection this week now for we've got a we've got a center half back a mobile center half <laughs> key position backman out who comes in we've got two key position mobile backmen you get the sense look, ridley or francis well see um i shouldn't say unfortunately because he deserves it as well but when i heard Wusher talk about who's available he did say that Matty D was very unlucky to be in emergency and I've just got that funny feeling he'll probably put him in again he'll probably put him in again damn I think personally it's the perfect time with Gold Coast and Fremantle to put Aaron in Aaron Francis in I 100% agree with you man This and I understand the D comments and and and, and the unlucky part of that but you've we've got to work out if this kid has something yeah. By the end of the year, yeah. uh, that's my personal feeling. If he, we we know he's got something, but yeah. I just think to see it at senior level, and he's done his he's done his dues. Like it, Aaron was um, getting over some personal issues, and he's he's committed himself to the track. He's got over he's got over those issues as best he can, um, but he's now performing regularly on the track. 
yeah. he's he deserves a game. Yeah, it's not like he's been back three or four weeks. He's been back eight or nine weeks. Yeah, so, that's exactly right. Uh, and his performances, he probably his quietest one was actually on the weekend. Uh, but it was a windy, wet, you know, that kind of tricky kind of game. So he, they put him forward at the in the second half of the game. He kicked zero three, but he was obviously having shots on goal. Uh, but his overall two month period has been extremely good. I just want to. I think it's a perfect time when you have Gold Coast youngsters to and you have Lynch out um, to say, well, you know what, you're going to line up in a guy that's probably similarly aged to you, similar yeah. build to you. Let's see what you can do. Yep, hundred percent agree. And I and the same with Frio after that. It's just a good two week window to put him in to really see what he can do. And I and I have a lot of faith I'm in him. I'm looking forward to it. Man. Yeah, I, I mean I rate him very high. So. Every commentator but, in the comp rates him higher, yeah. highly. But it, it just seems strange to me personally that we can play 38 players on this list and a pick six a couple of years ago playing really well in the VFL is and, not is not. One of those, but he's earned it yeah. now. Like he's earned it now. If, now, if, if we've been yeah. hanging on him for ages because he's got to perform regularly and show the guys that he's an AFL player playing in the twos, yeah, he's done that now. And he's look, done that. The the common feedback I get is, well, you don't know what's happening with him in the club. You don't know if he doesn't want to play yet. Um, you don't know if he's going to yeah, be traded. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. I'll just say this with, and I hope you read between the lines. I am with a few others are a sponsor of Aaron Francis. Yep. Um, we really get to know their family well. I don't believe that's the case. I believe he's biding his time. He wants to play senior football. Uh, and so and I don't buy into that. Importantly, yep. he wants to play it at Essendon. Yep. So he's happy at the club. So I don't buy that. Sorry. Uh, I believe it's time we actually play this kid. Reward the kid. Yep. Uh, because he wants to play, so if I know that, then let's get him in. Yep. That's my personal feeling. Uh, other selections, look, if I'm Essendon, I'm, I'm a bit cautious on Fantasia. They sound like they kind of felt like it was 50-50 yeah, no, this no, no. week. But if we've, we've, sure, now, we've no now this year had Fantasia, Laverde, Myers, um, uh, Ambrose, all be rushed kind of back and then do the same injury or, or re-injury yep. again. And I think we've got to learn from that. So if considering Fantasia's been injured two or three times already this year, it's probably wise just to give him now another week. Mm-hmm. And, and we should beat the Suns by our own merit. That's right. Yeah. Um, but we're probably not going to make the finals anyway. So let's just protect some of these players from long-term sort of injuries. So I'll give him another week. Uh but it does mean that you're going to have to replace some players. So and yeah, I mean, Jakey, who who comes in for Jakey? Do you reckon? Well, do you think about a Dylan Clark? Do you think about a much? Um, that, so, and that's the thing. I mean, it depends on the on the role you want to play. I mean, Jakey's been heading forward for a period of time. Yeah. I mean, we've got Kyle Langford who can play that role. Like, if we could mm. swap Langford's midfield role over to Dylan Clark who's the hard-nosed bloke mm. that gets the ball, and then we move Kyle's role that, ja- that Stringer was playing. So the mix between forward and, and centre. So Because yeah. Langers is well and truly capable of doing that, and we bring Dylan Clark in for that um, yeah. for that dedicated midfield role. Yeah, there's, there's still players there in the VFL that are good. Yeah. And do you know who else is um, performing, I'm hearing? Who? 
the Zerk. Oh, the Zerk is playing well. The Zerk is playing very well. Look out for the Zerk, I tell ya. He's a... If he was a little bit bigger in build, he'd probably be... Mate, there's no way about his build. He's he's coming along as the Zerk. He's a... I've, um, I'll tell you what, I've, I've for those that um, know me through Scott's Facebook page, um, through the Red Sash, I've been a massive Ariel Steinberg fan. Um, <laughs> he's absolutely gone too soon from this club. Long um, story. Really, really disappointed in our trading of, of the Stein. Please treat this as comedy. But, <laughs> hey, Stein could have been an <laughs> AFL legend. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm still trying to get him onto the podcast. He's kind of not returning my calls at the moment. But, I'll get him on this podcast. Well, the judge said you couldn't. No, so. Well, uh, yeah. there's burner accounts. No, I will get Ariel Steinberg on this podcast. But, yep. my other man, considering the Stein is now sort of running around somewhere else... The the Zerk, or the, the the Prime Minister, or Maggie is as his uh, nickname is. Um, yeah, look out for the Zerk. I, I predict you'll play a game of AFL seniors this year. He won't. Anyway, next. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Zerk. We love yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a guy called Ridley. So. Yeah. Look, what's Ridley got? <laughs> Zerk's Zerk's about 19 inches taller than him. He's, he's the man. Love you, Zerk. You'll be playing soon. So, look, that's a, a bit of a wrap-up. Um, we're going to have a very quick break, and I'm going to talk about the draft last year and why the upcoming trade uh, period is very interesting for Essendon. So, there's your little tease. In the backyard All that when you went away Gotta love the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's, one of my favourite bands, one of the best live bands you'll ever see, a, to- a total concert of just covers from a punk band, I highly recommend. Nice. Check them out. It's a hit pick. So, let's talk about last year's trade period when we got Sard, Smith and Stringer. Ten, and- na- anybody at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast <laughs> um, Facebook page, get back to me or Scott with... Name me a better draft period for the Essendon Football Club. Yep. Seriously. But he's the genius of Dodoro. So... I love that man. If people remember the Carlisle um, trade, that's actually one of the best trades you'll ever see in history. That's a big call. If you go back to what we actually got... Uh, to this, to to the starting point of St Kilda saying you're not getting pick five, you're not doing this, you're not that. We end up getting pick five, two second round picks. Like it was like crazy. And Zach Merritt. Uh, yeah. So uh, no, no, that's like wasn't he? Wasn't he in the same drop? <laughs> no. Totally ignore what I just said with regards to Zach Merritt. It had no bearing on the outcome. Okay. <laughs> but and then basically, this is what he's done again. Uh, so we obviously want to get. Saad, Stringer, and Smith. And when you look at the media and see how the clubs who have those three players, it was pretty much worked out straight away that we're going to have to give up our two first rounders and maybe our two second rounders. Mm-hmm. So so last year's draft and this year's draft would be sort of... We'd have to use all our picks because yep. we're, we're picking up three really good players and that's been confirmed right now that they're three really good players. Yeah, absolutely it is. 
Todoro won't have a bar of it. He, <laughs> so mm, he puts no. a strategy in place where we have only used our three picks last year. So, And what he's done in one of those trades is get back... So we've used a, a second round pick, a future second round pick. Um, and what he's done right at the end of a trade, he's got back with the with the Dylan with the Smith trade. Sorry. Yep. Um, he's he's got GWS's second round pick back at the very last minute because he just wanted a second round pick. So he wanted to make sure yep. we had a first and second round pick, knowing it's probably a super draft coming up. So, when you look at that, you most people would say, oh, okay, GWS second round pick. They're going to be top two. So, that's going to be pick 35, 36. Yep. And Essendon should be in the round about sixth position or fifth position. There you go. You know, they're going to be pick 13, 12. Dodoro doesn't think like that. What happens if, you know, he always thinks, always think, always get what you can if I can get a second round pick, you never know what's going to happen to a club. Yeah, absolutely. We're sitting 12th, so we're pick seven at the moment. And now, everyone knows we want another gun midfielder in a big trade. And yep. that's what he's thinking as well. So now we've got pick seven because we haven't gone as well as we want. But GWS are 10th. So now we've got to pick 26 instead of a pick 36 because GWS haven't come on. They've got injuries, they got traded players. Which is the you never know what might happen. So what's happened is we've picked up three guns and this year's trade period, we've not lost anything. Like, yeah, we haven't had to give up anything. And our picks have only got better because um, GWS have struggled. So that last minute little ditch might just seem like a small little negotiation and GWS have kind of backed themselves. Oh, yeah, that would be pick 36. <laughs> now they're kicking themselves because it's pick 26 in a super draft. And now you're talking, well, what happens if you package pick seven and 26 for a big player? For, yeah, yeah, So yeah. Out, of, out of, we're meant to use two first round picks to use to get Stringer, Smith and Stard. Yeah. We've kept our first round pick. We've got a second round pick that's actually equal to almost where we're going to finish on the ladder that we would have used anyway because GWS are basically just, just ahead of us. Yeah. They play Richmond this week, so they're not going to win this week either. That's, that's how you negotiate a very clever deal where you've picked up three stars and next and this year's draft we've actually got gun picks and and I and they're the kind of things I think about and go we're really actually well set oh. for 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 another big sort of trade period if we want to go down that route obviously if you got pick 7 or 6 and you see a really big midfielder they might go actually we'll just take that thank you very much we'll just take that but yep. now you've got all these options in play mm. um you might have a really good player um, that wants to trade from another club that's a really good role player or a really good solid mid, you can use that pick 26 um, on on him in a mm. super draft and it's actually going to be a very valuable pick to a team. So they're the kind of things you go... Oh, look, the, the last minute negotiations of Dodoro just being a real... like I mean, he's hard to deal with, I get that. Yeah. But what happens to Essendon? He thinks of Essendon first. And that negotiation now is one of the best trade periods of all time. For any club. Because we've legitimately got, with Smith, Stringer and Saad, three genuine stars. Young. Under 24. Yep. 24 or under. Kept out. And we've now got pick seven and 26 currently 
listed to use in this draft. Yeah, baby. Uh, that's that's if you ever want if it want to knock Duro, never knock Duro at actual trade period because he's a gun. He oh everybody he, hates dealing with him, but yeah. but that's the thing he gets the outcome that Essendon he, needs. Yeah. So it's an actually the fact that we've actually started to sort ourselves out on field, and we understand we probably took too long, and that's why we're not yeah. really finals yeah, bound. Yeah. And 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 you know we make no apologies in saying in the first eight weeks. We were we were really sloppy. We were actually pretty. We were just terrible, actually. It led to Scott uh, yeah. being depressed. Yep. Yeah. So, but out of that, at least Duro plans for that scenario, and we still, as a club, have really big options ahead of us with a really good first round pick and a really good second round pick. So all credit to him. Uh, so uh, look, uh, it's just something I wanted to share. Oh, absolutely. And say, look. There's even more positives with us finding our form that we actually have a bit of uh, an angle now to find some good players. And this is the thing is that when you play Longy and you play, um, hopefully, Francis, and it, it's got to happen yeah. at some stage, right? When you play these kids, you now know um, Ridley. Like, the, yeah. out of nowhere, you know Ridley's a player. You know yeah. you've got him, right? You know Longy, can, he can match it. He looks yeah. okay out there, right? So all of this is also giving Dodoro ammunition yeah. to go into the trade with oh look there's a I can I can say this now I couldn't say it the last couple of weeks but uh, I know for a fact from a journalist that two clubs are looking at McKernan that they, they really feel like he's turned the corner now yeah uh, and it looks like it as well like he's performing very strong hugely we, we're obviously going to with Joey out for most of the year we're obviously going to keep playing him you actually Duduro has another little cog to go well when Joey's fit and Stuart's in form and I do have the option for a club to say hey now you've got a really big marking forward which are hard to find very hard to find um hey <laughs> oh, and this is the thing is that yeah, you can start Dodoro and that's not against McKernan because Dodoro might say hey I want to keep him I was just going to say we've turned that kid around and we'll hang on to him thank you but you do have options now, and that's Huge options. and that's another reason why you play a Francis because you, in business sense, now that you're not going to make the finals, what happens if he does star? I can tell you, Port Adelaide and the Crows are going to come knocking on the door. Hugely, they're doing uh, it already. Now I don't think he's going to leave. That's my personal uh-huh. view, but so but I think it's a win-win. I mean, for any, for, for for some odd reason, he, at the last minute he said, you know, I might go back. Then the club and the he's other starring. Clubs, yeah, they yeah, know what still, they're going to yeah, get. Yeah. But if I like the fact too that if he's going to come on and play and and he's we know we've got a key position swingman front or back, then it informs the Doro as to what we draft. Yeah, right. Because we might go well. You know what? Between Ridley and Francis and Hooker and Hurley, we've got enough. Um, uh, we've got enough key position players when Ambrose yep. comes back, right? So we concentrate and and just get every midfielder we can get our hands on. Yeah. But we looked at Dylan Clark. We've looked at Kobe Much. We know what they're capable of doing. We've got... Mm. That's the thing. The Guelphian, other thing that, yeah. And yeah. Guelphian, those guys. That's the other thing that the, everybody needs to sort of realise too is that it must be hard for the selection committee and it must be hard for Wisher and that um, to be able to sort of say, listen, I've got to find out what Kobe Much can do. I've got to find out whether or not Langford's going to be a player. So yeah. um, it's it's important that these guys play, and it's I, I think it's great that we see um, uh, Wisher doing it. 
And look, if you can hear any background noise, yes, it's it's called a fifteen-year-old uh, boy playing Fortnite. Uh, yeah, in the in the background of the lunchtime catch-up studios, which is Scott's front bedroom. So yes, we, we apologise for the noise in the background. So uh, look, one last thing before we go, I thought I'd do a bit of a surprise thing on Grant, and 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 I want you to quickly tell me off the top of your head, name without your... looking at the notes that I haven't created. <laughs> Well, at the last minute, because I couldn't at the last minute, yes. Uh, who's your top five leading the Crichton medal at this stage? Oh, um, all right. There's, by the length of the straight, it's it's Devin Smith at number one. I already disagree with you, but go on. What? Devin Smith is not leading the Crichton medal. And it's not even close. Dude, <laughs> come on now. Devin Smith has been the most consistent uh, footballer on our list all year. I agree. And he's performed the best. Who? Uh, the captain is leading by a mile. <laughs> the captain is number two on my list. He's sitting just behind him. But Devin was playing in the first eight games when we were P double O. As a football club, (laughs) Devin Smith was starring. Dyson couldn't kick a football, right? Like, look, we're talking like fans, but when they did last week and they and you saw the total sum of coaches' votes, Dyson Heppel had more coaches' votes from our coach. He was double than any other player. So he's, and that's (gasps) that's more the intel. I I know exactly your thoughts, and I kind of agree. But my feeling is, when the coach is telling you that the captain's double the votes more than any hey, other player... you know what? If Dyson's leading, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Devin Smith, Dyson Heppel, and... It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because Saharakis would have stole a lot of votes earlier on. He did and all. Because um, Zach Merritt was the quiet one. But his yeah, last but six, Zachy seven Merritt, weeks has been... Zach Merritt, Adam Saad... Tommy Bell. Hooker, Hurley. Hooker, Hurley, Hurley, then Hooker. So there's your five then? All of those people. <laughs> you, okay, all you of, mentioned all eight. Of, all yeah. of those people. Um, no, you gotta, I mean, you got to tell the listeners. Can you have five. equal? Can you have equal? No. <sighs> Screw you. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, mate. That's great. Um, uh, so one. Devin Smith. Two. Michael Hurley. No. <laughs> Heppel. Do, Dyson Heppel. Three. Uh, Adam Saad. Okay, four. Uh, Hurley. Five. Don't know. Um, for number five. Okay, so... Uh, you've got out of, like, Billy, Hooker, you've got... Yeah, okay. Hooker. Okay. It's got to be. I mean, that's just the obvious... Straight off the top of my head, zero sort of thought on the matter. Mm. But Hooksy's been dominating down back... Mm. Um, been taking marks left and right. Hurley's been back to bear status. Adam Saad's been just running all over the shop. Doing so you don't have Zach Merritt in the top five? Did I not say Zach Merritt? No. I'm sorry, Sadi, but <laughs> Zach... <laughs> Devin Smith, Dyson Heppel, Zach Merritt, Adam Saad, Michael Hurley, Kyle Hooker. I think okay. that's six. I think that's it. That's okay. We'll go with six. You do have an ability to do And five, Scott, but... with your weird, bloody, dissenting lunchtime catch-up view? Uh, 
Dyson Happel. Devin Smith. That's it's the name that was supposed to be second. I'll give you the hot tip. Michael yeah. Hurley. Zach Merritt. <coughs> Outside of your cough. Cal uh, Hooker. Cal. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Zerk Satcher, six. And Smoke. Zerk. There he <laughs> yes. is. Zerk, Zerk's just sneaking into the top ten. Yeah. Um, no, I see. I, I reckon, yeah, De- Devin's, Devin's my guy. He's been the recruit of Essendon's last oh, yeah. I, look, I, five years. Like I said, I, I get what you're saying because I'm probably the same. It's been everywhere. But it's, it's just, I was genuinely surprised to hear the coaches' votes had mm. Heppel double I, than any other Essendon player for Tofa for the year. I'd like to give a vote to, to um, Zach Hurlston. <laughs> Zach Hurlston for being noisy in the background. He gets one vote. <laughs> he gets one vote. He for, gets one vote for, for Fortnite oh. for Fortnite uh, performance and loud noises in the back of podcasts. <laughs> I hope he hears this podcast. That'd be funny. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much, guys. Uh, hopefully, we'll beat the sun Saturday night. You uh, gonna be there? No, I'm not going to Gold Coast. Oh, is so, it the Goldie? Yes. So. Didn't realize that. So, Probably not so much. Um, I should have. But uh, if yeah, I, no, that would have been nice. But yeah, so uh, hey, hello to my good friend Clinton at work too. Got a nice little text message Clinton, saying, "Yes, <laughs> saying you listen to the show." Scotty's famous. Always, always weird when you have people at at work saying, "Hey, <laughs> love <weird> the show." <laughs> uh, so thanks everyone. Uh, we'll talk again this time, sort of next week, maybe Monday or Tuesday night. Where, where can they find us, Scotty? They can find us at our best site, which is the Facebook group site. Yes. Uh, go to just go to Facebook. It's on it's on public, so just type in lunchtime catch up podcast. You should find us. Be a member. Always good information coming through. We always have good chats. Yep. Uh, you can email where? Email. I'm gonna the email. I'm getting all sorts the, of. Would you rather Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. I'm gonna. I don't okay. know, I think I'm gonna shut that down because I'm getting all sorts of weird spam through there, <laughs> um, and it's it's freaking me out. So we'll probably just go the the messages through good old ubiquitous Facebook. Yeah. Um, but get us on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, uh, become a, a subscriber to us. Hit that little sort of um, button to it'll let you know when we um, we be podcast um, when we when we load it up, which will probably be about twenty minutes from now. Um, so yeah, get us through the the FB page. We love talking to you guys. Um, but I think that pretty much wraps it up. Okay, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.